And we're on the lift. How you doing, Lance? I'm good, Mike. What'd you think of Blake? Pretty good conversation in that last episode, huh? Yeah, it was nice to uh, learn a little bit more about how to capture your ski days and uh, yeah. yeah, some crazy stories. So good to, yeah. good to have a different perspective. Wonderful fellow, that Blake. I can't wait to get him back on here. So, uh, so Mike, we, as you said, are back on the lift. How's your ski season going real quick before we get into today's subject matter? It's been going pretty good. I've been spreading the love a little bit, going to some different resorts here in the Northwest than typical, just based on volumes and availability. Uh, but you know, the weather started off great and, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a good ski season so far. So, um, yeah, I understood you got up to crystal last weekend. Well, I did. And I had a runaway dumpster sighting. <laughs> I saw him in the lift line. He got on the chair and poof, he was gone. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I, I actually got a text from uh, the, the runaway dumpster's friend, the Indian leg wrestler. <laughs> and uh, he sent me a very interesting picture of, uh, of your jacket. So I, I want to talk about that as we get into the show today. All right. Well, let's hear from Rick and come on back and hear from one of our callers. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into Aaron as soon as we get done with Rick. Thank you for listening to On The Lift Podcast, a Runaway Dumpster production. Live from Greenwater Studios, this is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore. Hello, thanks for the podcast. So I just stumbled upon it. I'm new to skiing. I'm like in my 40s and started skiing uh, January last year, and now I'm hooked. Before I thought it was just the rest of my crazy family went skiing. Anyway, one thing you could feature maybe be the Indie Pass. I know you did a pass episode, but the Indie Pass is awesome. We've checked out four new Midwest places. We're Midwest, so really low-key skiing, but I think having the Indie Pass has opened our minds to a West Coast ski trip next year. So Indie Pass, one show episode idea. Oh, and I love the groomer guy that you talked to. He was awesome, the groomer at uh, Breckenridge. Thanks. So thanks to one of our listeners, Aaron, from Minneapolis, who called in. And uh, yeah, give us a heads up about the Indie Pass. And uh, first of all, thanks for listening to the show. We love it when you guys call in. We'll absolutely uh, we'll, put the, we'll put the number back up at the end of the show. And uh, yeah, just leave us a voicemail. And well, I'll just yes. mention it right now. Just uh, since yeah, we're on the you've subject. got two five three two six zero four five seven seven. And uh, yeah, give us a call. Leave us a voice message if you want us to call you back. Let us know that too. Yeah, so Aaron was just mentioning the Indie Pass, which I think we touched on in our, I think this was several episodes ago where we yeah. talked about some of the new ski passes. A couple years ago, but, yeah. Yeah, the Indie Pass is an interesting one. And I'm actually thinking about getting one. You know, I, I have not committed to an Icon Pass or, or any of these passes just, just based on, you know, kind of some uncertainty with the skis and, and blah, blah, blah. But the... The Indy Pass looks cool because it gives you basically two days at about, it seems like maybe 50 resorts that are Midwest, East, and West. So, okay, you know, for our West Coast skiers, uh, you've got some places on there like White Pass and Mission Ridge. 
which okay, are, so if you're in Washington, those are probably the only two, right? Th- there's a couple in BC, but again, you know, with the issues with the border, yeah. uh, but you know, as uh, for a, a more long-term plan, it, it might be worth looking at. So let me pull these up real quick. So what it does is it's about 220 bucks. I feel like um, up here in the Northwest, you've got White Pass, you've got Mission Ridge, you got 49 North. Um, and then Silver Mountain in Idaho. So the reason this is interesting is basically for the cost of skiing four days. And, and you know, these these are, you know, kind of a little bit more affordable resorts to ski. These aren't the $150 Sun right. Valleys or Beaver Creeks. Or so you're looking crystal. at, you know, $75 to $80 lift tickets as it is. Uh-huh. And at approximately $220, bucks, you are coming out about $50 bucks to the good if yeah. you just ski four days. Well, um, I noticed that um, I, I looked up Mission Ridge. It's probably the one I'm most likely to get over to this year. And it was 77 bucks. So, you know, I think you're right in the ballpark. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, and then looking at the Midwest resorts, Lutzen Mountains, Granite Peak, Crystal Mountain in Thompsonville, Michigan, it looks like. Um, you know, a lot of these, you know, names that you've heard of in the Midwest, and back east as well. So yeah, I mean, thanks to Aaron for bringing that up. That's a great idea. Um, you know, I texted her to just to get permission to to use her voicemail in the air, and and she was mentioning that they homeschool, and we're kind of looking at doing sort of a long road trip out west and just hitting a series of these resorts. So oh wow, I think, yeah, I think you know if you're strategic about it, you could really you know line up. I'm pretty much just head east out I-90 for if you're in the Seattle area. Yeah. Right. And then you've well, got uh, Mission Ridge. The pricing uh, looks, you mentioned the pricing around. and I pulled up their information. It's 229 bucks. And like these other ones, it looks like they have some options for upgrades. So there's some of the resorts that, that you um, get a season pass add on for an extra 150 bucks. And that's all on their website. It's indypass.com. I-N-D-Y. Oh, Indy Ski Pass, I-N-D-Y-S-K-I-P-A-S-S dot com. And um, so, and then kids are inexpensive, um, 115 bucks. And like I said, the Indy Pass was 229. And did you say it was two days at each of the resorts? Yeah, you get two days at each of the resorts and then the option to purchase a third day at, I believe, 50% off. Okay. So you know, that gives you a three day trip, which is pretty much all, you know, three days at a resort to, to get to know a place is pretty good. Yeah. And some of them have blackout dates. I mean, these are going to be common things throughout all the different passes. Be aware that you're going to see some blackout dates on the major holiday weekends. And uh, this one, it looks like there's some way to upgrade on or to like still ski on those days, but not for free or for you still can. I believe you yeah. get a 50% discount on those days. Okay. You All just right. get them for free. So, gotcha. yeah, it's a, it's a really good way if you're going to hit a lot of resorts and looking at the membership that they have, it's, it's kind of cool because you can go to a lot of these smaller resorts that, uh, you know, are a little bit off the, the beaten path, but you know, well, I know around resorts. here in Western Washington, heading down to Packwood for a weekend, you know, renting a, a cabin or whatever, uh, is pretty common getaway once a year for people who might ski at other places or maybe don't ski at all. You know, that's their one outing a year. And same thing for going over to Wenatchee where Mission Ridge is located. So I think it's a bargain. I think, if you know, you're going to be there for to those two different places as an example for one weekend each. Um, no brainer. 
Yep. Yep. I'm looking right here. Apex and Penticton. I mean, you've got, you know, like we said, I mean, there's the issue with the border now, but looking long range, this is something I might do for the rest of the season or, or easily yeah. next season, especially having the flexibility now of, you know, working from home and, and working from, not working from home, but working from maybe from your RV, if you're fortunate enough to, yeah. to get out on the road. And, but and the, the math, way. the math is pretty simple. Approx, it seems like you got to get four, you got to know that you're going to ski four days. So pretty much four days, yeah. two days at two different resorts would just be the bottom line to whether you think this is relevant to your skiing. Yeah. And you get, uh, like I said, you get two days at each of these resorts. You can't use more than one. So you, you couldn't like, you know, have you and your, you know, your kid have, you know, that couldn't be two days on one oh, ticket. I see. You'd have okay. to buy, yeah, you can only use one per pass per day. Okay. So you would have to buy one for everyone you're skiing with. Uh-huh. But as a yeah. family, but still, it's it's uh, that's a huge deal. I mean, you're looking at a $500 day to go to some of these mountains. So right, really and you know, you pull up the Midwest list; it's pretty long. And I don't know where these places are. I've never, you know, um, sat down to you know kind of look at going to ski resorts in the Midwest. I have looked at Crystal Mountain in Thompsonville, Michigan's website because it bears the same name as our. Crystal Mountain, um, and a friend of mine grew up in one of those. But if they're all close to one another, um, or not too far from one another, you know, there you have it as a no-brainer. Um, diversify yeah, your have ski a, days. Yeah, exactly. And so they have a good map of the country here, so you can kind of plan out a hypothetical road trip. I mean, it's. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Just Let's just another something to 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 think about. Um, I know Erin was saying that she's telling everyone she knows about that pass and, and I could see why, cause it, it really makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, how about Erin? She just picked up skiing in her forties and she's gung ho enthusiast. I love it. And from the Midwest, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast. We don't just want to talk about the traditional places, the Rockies, the, the Northwest, all that. I mean, we, we want to really cover skiing all over the yeah. country and world. So it's great to hear that people are getting after it in the Midwest and, um, places that you wouldn't think of necessarily as ski towns, but you know, there's still places you can make turns all over the country. And, you know, the nice thing is with some of these new passes, you can plan those trips and say, Hey, I'm going to get out and, you know, go East, go West, wherever. Yes. So, well, and in cool. the theme of our uh, COVID skiing, uh, COVID era skiing, you know, listen to some of our back episodes, the last three or four, address being prepared you know you, you're not gonna you're not going to be greeted by the same skiing experiences you've had in the past we don't need to repeat all this stuff but to say wear a mask <laughs> bring a mask be prepared to eat outside uh, maybe consider bringing your own food and uh uh be patient you know lift lines are going to look longer maybe than they really are but at any rate we'll go back to those previous episodes listeners you're going to enjoy them if you're if you haven't been up yet it'll give you a good preview yeah, exactly. There's some good tips because, you know, there's no, uh, there's no manual for any of this. And, and, you know, we've talked to some people that are out there really skiing and our own experience. And uh, yeah, it's possible you can make it work. It's, it's just different. And, you know, you're gonna, yep. you're gonna get to really know the limits of your car and, and, and what you can bring <laughs> with you and, and, and all that. So yeah, there's a big storm coming in. So the next few days local here in the Northwest are going to be good. And and if you're just to put a, a timestamp on this today is the 30th of December and uh, here's Eve Eve that's right the double Eve we are yeah we, it's it's fun to see the season kind of cruising into full speed so you have any plans to be on the mountain in the near future 
I am thinking about it. My daughter's been really, you know, my kids are at that age where they're begging me to go skiing now. And I feel like as a skiing parent, I've kind of won. <laughs> I'm very Yay. fortunate. <laughs> yes. kind of, it's, it's awesome because I'll get a text from my daughter and she'll say, dad, can you check for reservations? So that brings me to a little bit of a rant, which is, you know, we wanted to go skiing yesterday or today. And I don't have an indie pass or, a, or an icon pass or any of that. And even if I did have one, you know, it's, it's just very difficult to get up on the mountain. And I, I get it. I understand the reasons why. And, and those issues were in place before COVID. As in reservations? Is that what you're referring to? But yeah, just reservations. I yeah. couldn't get a res. I couldn't buy a day ticket at White Pass. Um, crystal's full you know, for all modes of, of how you would buy a ticket up there. So that's a little bit frustrating. But on the other yeah. hand, it really speaks to how many people are enjoying the sport and just how thankful that I am that we can still ski with everything else that's shut down and everything else that's been taken away from our lives. It's like, well, it's awesome that, you know, so many people are getting out skiing. The flip yeah. side of that is so many people are getting out skiing. So <laughs> that is. <laughs> I feel like a surfer in Southern California in the 80s, right? It's like, if you don't surf, don't start. Remember those ads? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think that skiing is going to get to that point. But, but to answer your question, no, I, we're, we're planning on it. I've made some reservations for, uh, for the weekend. So we'll probably, um, probably head either north or south of Mount Rainier. I'm not quite sure yet. By north, of course, I'm referring to Crystal and South White Pass. We've been doing both. Just where my kids are in terms of their ability levels right now, White Pass has been great because it's a pretty, you know, mellow mountain um, and, uh, you know, good good for intermediate. So, yeah, of course, I love for the terrain at Crystal and that's, that's why it's been so busy is because it is world-class terrain. Yeah. Well, the this big dump, hopefully we'll put a little bit on the top. I was uh, up there a few days over the weekend. I made it a long weekend, given the holidays and all that. And it was sunny on Monday, and I actually made it to the top of chair six. And overall, there's good coverage on Powder Bolt, but I had to take off my skis and walk down about 50 yards because it was so rocky. It, it, it would just be like premeditated ruin your bases to ski that first 50 yards going into Powder Bowl. So... Um, it'll be nice to get a dump up there and get the place refreshed a little. Yeah, that's always the litmus test is that top section of powder bowl. Like you said, it's, it's, it's dicey getting through there. So, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be, you, you always have to expect to hit a little something, even when there's a lot of snow, the wind sure. hits it, knocks it off and all that. But yeah, it's, it's ready for a, ready for a little fluff. Pillow fluff. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're really, it's always getting those early season snowfall kind of, it's like a, you know a little bit of a preview for the season then it tends to mellow out a little bit in December but we're just ramping right up to when I really feel like crystal kind of peaks in March around snowfall so yeah yeah and we didn't have a March last year right no. so we don't really know what it's going to look like um but I'm I'm optimistic that uh it's going to sp spread out some of the skier visits a little bit more and yes um, especially with everyone's or, or a lot of people's more remote work schedules now you can take advantage of those midweek oh yeah dumps. Yeah, I've talked to a couple of guys that, you know, some some sort of old timers. Uh, one was in Greenwater this last weekend who was mentioning that so much for just skiing on weekdays. He, you know, he, he too has to have reservations. He said that the uh, the F lot was completely filled on Tuesday. And this is before Christmas. This isn't like yeah. during the middle of the holidays. So, yeah, planning ahead. Yes, so, definitely. And, and, and just getting back to that Indy Pass, th that really was – that's why I'm glad Aaron called in and brought that up because – you know, take a road trip, go out and see some of these other resorts, you know, support them. 
And, Excellent uh, idea. you know, it just kind of, we just kind of have to spread out a little bit. And fortunately there's, there's a lot of areas to do that. So. No, that's an excellent idea. You know, if you're having troubles with the, the reservations and all that, grab yourself an Indy Pass and go uh, go hit a couple of those places. We're starting to sound like we're sponsored by Indy Pass. I only wish that were the case, <laughs> but I'm intrigued by it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, uh, we set the phone number earlier. We're, we're easy to get a hold of. So. Yep, 253-260-4577. <laughs> so can we talk about your jacket? We can talk about my jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get a text on, uh, let's see, what was it? Saturday morning, I was making some coffee and uh, I, I hadn't, um, and I wasn't skiing that day, but I, I get a text and it's, it's, from, it's from the runaway dumpster's older brother. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's it's, it's, he says, it's just a picture of a lift line and it looks like it's a forest queen. And it says, guess which jacket is Lance's? <laughs> and so and I, it was like a Where's Waldo puzzle. Um, and, you know, Jeff tends to I speak in riddles sometimes. So <laughs> this, this, was, this was not unexpected. Gosh. I'm like, okay, let me see which one it is. And I'll send you these pictures to put, a, if, if we want, we can put them on the, on the blog page. But <laughs> I, I poured over this photo for like 20 minutes. And because of what am I looking for, Lance? What color jacket am I looking for? Skiing with you now for almost 30 years. Well, I have nonstop until my present fashion forward era been exclusively wearing blue. A couple different shades. No, I have a black also. I have a okay. black coat also. Blues yep. and blacks. Yeah, blues and blacks. <laughs> the Crystal Mountain uniform, right? It was the North Face Gore-Tex jacket forever. I, yep. And then I kind of can tell years. whenever you've been to a sample sale or... <laughs> That's a cheap place. You know, our local <laughs> ski shop has, has had something on the rack that's maybe uh, that skull candy jacket I'm thinking about. <laughs> I got I won that at a Warren Miller movie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so those have historically been the deviations. So anyways, you guys can look at the picture and, and see if you could figure out which jacket would uh, Lance be wearing. But anyway. Were you able to find one, me? I, I, I did not find you. There was a guy that was kind of leaned over his poles. Like, you know, like maybe he wasn't feeling well. And I thought, okay, well, we've been there in the lift line. So, so I selected that guy, circled it, sent it back. And he got uh, a negative, huh? He got a negative on that. And then he sent me the, the positive one, um, which was, I, I can best describe this as. Um, Making me nervous. Well, it's, it's very interesting. I was expecting to see like a cloud of vape coming up. <laughs> from your helmet <laughs> it's a nice jacket Lance. i'm just giving you a hard time because it's such a it's you got to understand for those of us around you it's very jarring because this is a big departure <laughs> from, from from what we've plain. known <clears throat> from so many years but it uh it's kind of a patch where it's got looks like maybe a mountain scene yeah i like the mountain scene the color palette is a lot of oranges there's some some blues and blacks a little it's, hot pink in there i would describe <laughs> it as like fuchsia like a dashiki, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but well, dashiki is if you saw that if you saw that picture of like Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer taking a knee on the floor of the Senate, they were wearing these African dashikis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's, it's I didn't know very, what they're called. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a very um, fashion forward indeed, and and much of a departure from uh, from from anything we expected out of you. So. Uh, so was there any further commenting or was it left at the riddle? 
No, he he confirmed that he that that, that was indeed your jacket, <laughs> and then I I saw your 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 post from the top of Crystal Mountain wearing it, and then it, it and then I got to see the other side of it, and it just impressed me even more. So, <laughs> well, you know, anyone was looking for a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so but okay so but Six a couple days questions use. So, i feel horrible i feel horrible after after all of the attention i've given this jacket you know if this was a gift from someone i no. I, I don't want to offend no I, I was very intentional i purchased this jacket and i, I let, let me just sort of <laughs> i did not get it at a thrift store i got it at start events Okay. It bears the brand Quicksilver. It's legit. Yeah. It's not the warmest coat. It, so uh, there's my theory. I, it was either a Warren Miller movie gift or it was on the sale rack. No, it was not sale. It was full price, actually. Okay. Just was a reasonable price. And it has a hood that covers your entire helmet. Well, that's nice. It's a winter on a storm day. That is. My head's too big for that. If, if I buy a jacket like that, it, there's no way it's going up and over. You're going to catch some. You're, it's going to be like a little parachute when you're going that fast. Yeah. Well, I think right, well, thanks I for the some, I, I think the reason I may have some energy around this jacket, Lance, is, is I'm recalling when I showed up at Sun Valley probably <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> and you guys, were, you guys were already skiing. And I'd taken the shuttle in from Boise, I think, because my flight got diverted. And uh, I had on what I thought was like a great outfit for traveling, which was a black turtleneck and a black leather jacket. <laughs> he showed up at Opre Ski with and, a and I, and I showed up at Warm Springs, you know, with my luggage and tow and my skis. And uh, I'm wearing a turtleneck and a black jacket. And apparently, that was the very tail end. This was several years ago of being able to wear a turtleneck and a, and a black leather jacket. So, <laughs> well, the black leather throw, jacket, that was, I'll, you know, that was purely fashion forward. It, it had, it, it, I remember distinctly, it was polo. It was. You had it a pony a on that thing. You had a pony on that breast of yours. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little out of place at the time. So no, uh, it was I'll, actually in place for Sun Valley, just not yeah. the idiots you were hanging out with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to get me back here a little bit. Um, I'll sell this thing for seventy nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to auction it off. Um, and again, you'll you'll go to go to on the list podcast. <laughs> And uh, our blog site. and There's a picture of me on there somewhere wearing it next to Kristen and, and with Mount Rainier in the background. And oh, you, you put that one up? Cool. Well, I think I'll, it was up I'll, there a couple episodes ago, yeah. I'll send the one with the arrow that... Send it over. Well, I'll, I'll consider posting it. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up because of the rest of my schedule for the morning. But um, good conversation, Mike. Let's do it again in a couple days. You too. And uh, hey, I just, I do love the jacket, but I had to give you a hard time. So, hey. <laughs> and one more time, we are at 253-260-4577. Um, we'll play the calls that get permission to, uh, to give us the, to, to put them on the air. And uh, uh, we'll call you back if you want us to call you back. And um, thanks to Aaron for one of the calls that we got this week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you don't mind it in your message, just say, Hey guys, it's fine. If you use this on the air, that'll save us some steps and we'll throw it on the air and it gives us more stuff to talk about and makes the show more tailored to what you guys want to hear. So right on. keep your tips up. Tips up and we are off the lift. On the lift podcast is a production of runaway dumpster LLC. Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com, where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, 
feedback box and our call-in number 303-690-1111.